0: Good morning, church. We've already had church. We're going to have some more church. And I was instructed to be excited. (laughs) Is this enough? Okay. Well, I'm not about doing church. I hate doing church. I think church ought to do something. We should be the church, just like Pastor Eugene said, when we go out, so that when we come back in, we can regroup. We go. Okay, this is what happened. Oh my goodness! I have this defeat. I have this victory. Whatever we have this week, church is where we're going to come and we're going to regroup and recharge. Guess what? So we can go back out. So we can go back out and be the light. So um, this was kind of a a last minute thing for me to preach. This wasn't my Sunday. It's Pastor Margaret's Sunday. Uh, she had surgery on Monday, Tuesday. She had surgery on Tuesday and just needed a little bit more time to recover. So God already knew that. And he already had that plan. He already put something on my heart. And even when we were going over, it, I said, hey, I'm thinking I have something on Sunday. If you can't do it, and guess what? I'm here. So uh, I just want to, I kind of want to be real. I always am real. <laughs> I hate fake. I'm real. This is me. Um, I just want to share some of my testimony. This uh, Brad, he always asks me, texts me, what are you preaching on Sunday? And I said, fighting anxiety. Then I said, I'm not. That's the title. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, uh, I want to talk about anxiety. And I want to share a little bit of my story because some of you probably don't know because I look so put together. (laughs) right? Um, But years ago, I mean, when I was young, 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 I know it's hard for you guys to realize this. None of my kids can laugh when I talk tonight, Okay, I mean this morning, that uh, I'm really organized. I like things just so, and I just like things in order all the time. And so when I was uh, in high school, I just would get anxious when things weren't going right, and I remember Brad, when he started dating Tammy and he married Tammy, they were married a year before me, I just was in awe of how just chill she was all the time. Is my earrings bothering me again? I thought we checked that. Okay, here we go again. Uh, so I was in awe of Tammy and how chill she was, and I kept thinking, I'm not, I just knew I wasn't that way. It was like, I would get upset when things weren't right. And I didn't like to be that way. And so I pray. I, would, I used to pray, Lord, I want to be like Tammy. I want to be chill. Now, to be honest, I always thought she was so chill because she was blonde. <laughs> and so she just probably didn't know. She wasn't as smart as me. And I just was like, ah! And so I, I sinned, sinned. Tammy, if you're listening, I apologize. But... So I just was so anxious. And you know, it didn't help when I got married. And then to have kids, guess what? You have all these things. And it was years, years ago. And I probably had, I don't know how many kids, I lost count of how many kids I had at that time. But I remember being in the kitchen, washing dishes. Now, just picture this, because I live in the middle of nowhere. I should have no problems, no anxieties. And I just would feel like my heart rate would go up. And I was like, what is wrong with me? What is, why am I anxious? Why, I mean, and I was, I knew enough to go, I think I am having some anxiety. And I would have no idea why. So I want to share with you my journey because if you live and you're breathing today, you probably have anxiety. Turn on the news, go fill up your gas tank, start thinking about how you're going to fill up your gas tank, and then start thinking about, oh my goodness, that means gas prices are going up, that means food's going to be going up, and what if I don't have the food? What if I have to feed my kid formula? What if I, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> there's so many things. If you start thinking about all those things in the future that you're going to have anxiety. So if you don't have anxiety now, trust me, you know someone. You know someone who has it, and you can help them. So there's a, plenty to be anxious about but you know what that's why I love church because I don't think church is a place just like I said earlier that you just come and you sit and you say oh I went to church on Sunday ah, I'm good for a week no churches is where you're gonna find the answers and I believe that God's a real God and that he cares about every single situation in your life and he wants to help you through he doesn't want you to be anxious and so uh, go ahead Put up 2 Timothy 3 1 through 5 in the NLT. And Paul's talking and he said, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there's gonna be difficult times. We're in the last days. For people will love only themselves and their money, and they will be boastful and proud, and they're gonna scoff at God, they're gonna be disobedient to parents, they're gonna be ungrateful, and they're gonna consider nothing sacred. We're there. They will be unloving and unforgiving, and they will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Oh my goodness, we're there. They will betray their friends. They're going to cancel everybody they don't agree with. No, that's, that's not what it said, but that's true. They will be reckless. They'll be puffed up with pride, and they will love pleasure rather than God. And here's where I want to get They will act religious. They're going to go to church on Sunday, but guess what? They're going to reject the power that could make them godly. How many people do we know that say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian? Okay, does your life have fruit? Do you have evidence in your life that says you're a Christian? Because this scripture says in the last days, there are going to be people who are going to act religious, but they deny the power of God to change them. He even says to stay away from people like that. I would be much rather friends with someone who is blatantly not a Christian than someone who acts like a Christian or says they're a Christian but doesn't act like it. So today, this morning, I want to tell you that there is power. I believe in a powerful God. I serve a big God that can actually change us. He can change us because guess what? I'm not that same person I was 32 years ago. And, and the biggest compliment is when I hear someone say, I want to be so chill like you and not get upset about things. And then I think, if they only knew. If they only knew how God has changed me over the years. And so I want to help you go through my journey that helped me. So in Matthew 6.31, you know, God does care about everything in our lives. You know, sometimes we think, oh, but it's so little. There's a war going on in Ukraine and all these big things. God doesn't have time for this little bitty thing that I'm going through. You know what? He cares. Guess what? He's a big God, and he cares about you and your problems. He says, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? And I, that's all I said. <laughs> that's all I gave Martha. So let me, he, he said, I'm going to do it. Here it is. Let me see. Uh, what, or what, don't worry about those things because he says these things that you're talking about, they dominate the thoughts of who? Unbelievers. Why do you think that? It's because if we're believers, God's going to take care of it. He said, but your heavenly father already knows your needs. He already knows you need it, and he's already making a way. We can hang on to that. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. And verse 34 says, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own worries. Tomorrow's trouble is enough for today. So, um... I'm gonna show this little example because this is how I this is how I view my head in my head what, how I deal with anxiety. So, have my little brain. It's little. I could have a bigger one, but so in that verse he says, "Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has worries." I literally schedule my thoughts. <laughs> I'll say, "No, I, uh, that's not on my schedule." I remember, Faith, when you're asking me about some conference in the future, and I said, well, I will think about it on Monday. That's when I had scheduled to think about it. So what happens is I got my little thought. It's my little thought, and he's in the center, and he has lots of little little thoughts lined up behind him to be thought about. There's a little Disney trip there, thinking about Disney, so I got all my little thoughts in line. And as long as everything's fine, I'm fine. But what happens is uh, your husband calls and he needs something. Guess what? He bumps that little thought out and there now he's front and center. So I can handle that because I'm really good at that. But then something else happens and something else happens and something else happens. And then pretty soon you got all these thoughts. And they're just everywhere. And you start hyperventilating. And I'm not joking. You just look in the closet and you think, I'm just going to crawl in my closet and shut it and hide until everything is okay. So those of you who don't know Mr. Eugene, this is what our brains look like. <laughs> those of you who don't deal with anxiety and everything's good all the time, this is what happens. Okay, we got all our little thoughts and the more kids you have, the more things are vying for your attention and you young mamas with all your little crying babies, hey, I've been there. And when everybody needs you, that's hard. And when someone from the outside thinks they need you and you're like going, "Get in line, buddy." <sighs> I told now Brad, if you're listening, I really want you to listen. So I have been preaching more than than normal lately, and so it never fails. I have it scheduled when I'm going to start thinking. I mean, I actually start thinking about what I'm preaching on for a long time, but I have it scheduled when I'm actually going to sit down and prepare it and do all that stuff, and it never fails. Brad texts me right before that time. (laughs) So he just jumped in line before he was supposed to, and I'm like, it kind of makes me anxious. When he's like, what are you preaching on? And I'm like, just give me a minute. Let me think. So you've got all these things going on. So that's what those of you who don't deal with anxiety, that's what we deal with all the time. That's what we deal with. Now, I deal with anxiety, but let me tell you something. That's not something I'm claiming. It's just we live in this world. We live in this world, and we're going to have problems. We better figure out how to fight them. So that's what I want to share with you. It's not something that I want to try to manage. I don't want to manage my anxiety. I don't even want to call it my anxiety. I'm just going to, I don't even want to manage it, but I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it, and I'm going to fight it on every front. I believe we're three parts, spirit, soul, and body, and I think you need to fight on every single front. So... Um, you're gonna fight in the natural, and the natural realm means in your body. Okay, you know there's so much information now. There's all kinds of things that you can you can learn. Uh, your gut, your gut is where the serotonin's made. The serotonin, the feel-good chemical that your body needs to feel at peace. Guess what? It's made in your gut. If you have gut problems and you need to get it fixed, take your probiotics. Those are things in the natural you can do. So take probiotics, uh, learn to breathe. You know, I notice when I'm really anxious, I'm breathing real shallow and I have to stop and I have to make myself breathe. You know, there is, a, there is a natural, God made us that way, that vagus nerve that when we breathe and press against it, it calms us down. You know, God made that. Why wouldn't we use that? So breathe. Um, you know what? It's been proven that a 20-second hug releases chemicals in your body to make you feel better and calm down. So find that someone. I've been at a homeschool convention before, and I told Eugene, can you, Gene, can you just hug me for like 20 seconds? And, and I've done that to my kids. I usually have to go one, two, and they're trying to get know. I said three, four, five. So a 20-second hug, those are in the natural. Take probiotics. Um, you know what? Take care of your body. Your body's the temple, and it shouldn't be something that we have to separate. Oh, that's spiritual. This is natural. No, you should be doing everything, everything to help yourself. God made our bodies. We need to take care of them. Um, get your hormones checked. Get your hormones checked, ladies. Oh, my goodness. You guys have no idea what we have to deal with. (laughs) You just have no idea. Uh, Get your hormones checked. There's not some of you like, oh, you don't want to take any hormones. Well, there's natural ways that you can help your hormones because I guarantee you it will help you. Trust me. I know. Um, Then work on your soul. You know, the Bible says To take every thought captive. Okay, so all these little thoughts vying for your time, you need to take them captive. Number one, are you thinking about over here when you're really right here? No, you need to think about here. You know, Eugene was asking me, I took mom to surgery uh, on Monday, and there was a lot of unknowns. And he was like, well, what are you going to do, and what time? And I was like, (laughs) don't know. I'm just playing it by ear. Well, honey, you got to think about it. No, I don't have to think about it. I'm here. I'm just going to do whatever I have to do right, right here. I'm not going to worry here and take it over here. See, there's enough worries that scripture says. There's enough worries right here that I can worry about. But if I start looking into the future and going, oh my goodness, what's the world going to be? Nine months from now. What's the government going to do nine months from now? What am I going to do? Okay, I'm taking those worries and put them on, on this plate, and hey, my plate's full already. I need to think about now. That's part of, in your soulish realm, taking every thought captive. Take every thought captive. Hey, is this what I'm supposed to be thinking about now? You know what? If you walk with the Lord... And you're communing with him every day, like Tyler said, talking to him all the time. You're like, Lord, what do I need to do today? What do I need to do today? What do I need to do now? What do I need to do now? And if I've done that all here, we're all there. When I've gotten here, I'm fully prepared. I don't have to worry about, oh my goodness, my kids aren't gonna be ready for this or whatever. I will have been prepared. So walk with him. Listen to him. So we're talking about our soul. Take every thought captive. You know what? Organize your thoughts. That's, that's uh, unorganizable. But, you know, there are things that you can say, okay, do I really have to think about that right now? Now, I'm really not putting my head in the sand when I say things like that. It's something like, okay, Lord, is this something I need to consider right now, right today? Or is it something that can wait till Monday? So I'm ministering on Sunday. Guess what? Got put off. Okay, so after church, that's when I'll think about paying my bills. Monday, we'll pay my bills and work on gym. See, I've got them all organized. (laughs) Now, do I forget some things? Yes, but I'm always like going, Lord. What am I forgetting? What do I need to do right now to be prepared? And you know what? He always, he always helps me. Um, part of your soul means you got to change the way you're talking. You got to change the way you're talking. You know, and it was several years ago. I, I would catch myself going, I can't keep living like this. I can't do all this stuff. I, can't, I, I just can't function. I can't. And that was coming out of my mouth all the time. And guess what? I couldn't function. And I kept thinking, when's the shoe going to drop? When am I going to just lose it? Will I come home one day and just start freaking out because I've gone to the edge? And I would just have these thoughts, and I would start speaking them out. And then it was, um, I actually don't know how many years ago, but I heard a sermon by Craig Rochelle, and he said, you're, your life moves in the direction of your strongest thought. Well, my strongest thought at the time was not a good one, and it was always, "How can I keep living like this? How long is this going to last?" Okay, my so I just dwelt on that and dwelt on that, and I so and it was about the time that Lynette came into our lives, which is Zach's wife, and she had given me this um, us this journal. And I thought, you know, and I'm not one to actually write down very many things. But I wrote it down. And so I started, when you have a negative thought, number one, you take it captive. But you can't just take it captive. You have to replace it. So my negative thought was, I'm so tired. I can't go on like this. I can never get everything done. I need a break. So I replaced those with God's thoughts. First of all, uh, Matthew 6, 33 says, I seek God first in his kingdom and his righteousness. Luke 1, 37 says, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall ever be without power and impossible of fulfillment. Uh, one more, Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I have given you authority, power to trample upon serpents, scorpions, and here's, I like to Amplify, because it says physical and mental strength and ability. Did you know that was in there? He gives us physical and mental strength and ability, and nothing shall, any, shall in any way harm you. And I just, I just gone, I went through, and I found all the scriptures that rebuffed. You know what? He was my strength, so I don't have to be tired all the time. And I can do exactly what he's called me to do. You know why? Because he gives me the strength every day to do it. And I'm walking in this strength today today. And I'm not having to go, oh, over there, what am I going to do about that? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? So that's training your soul to take your thoughts captive and to replace them with the word of God. So do in the natural what you need to do in the natural. Get help, whatever you need to do. Take your thoughts captive in the soulish realm. The last one is the spiritual realm. You are deceiving yourself if you do not think that this is a spiritual battle. Now, I know that there's been preachers or teachers or whatever that's gone off in the ditch and say, why are you anxious? Because they think it's only a spiritual issue. Well, it isn't just a spiritual issue. There's all kinds of things involved, but it is a spiritual issue. You know why? Because we have an enemy that's only goal is to distract, to kill, steal, and destroy. And if he can't kill you, if if you've already into the kingdom of God, I guarantee he wants to make you ineffective. He wants to cut off your life. And if you don't realize that, you're delusional. And it's just like a a wolf and a pack of sheep. They are going to find the weak link. And let me tell you, he is always looking and he's going to watch and he knows and ladies believe it or not he probably watches our cycles he's going to he's not going to attack us when we're strong he's going to track us when we're weak when our hormones are down so you know it's like here drowning i don't know if anybody else has been in this spot but And it wasn't, it was years ago, over 20, that we were in a hotel and I was probably pregnant with somebody (laughs) and we were in a hotel swim pool and I was sitting on the side and then, oh, I look up and Zach's doing something and I finally just grab him and bring him in and he's like, mom, I was drowning. I was like, you're all right. You know, he was all right, and I didn't think anything of it until years later, and all this information is, is come forth now, that drowning doesn't look like drowning. And I had to call Zach and say, I apologize. He really was drowning. And he goes, I know, Mom, I was really drowning. <laughs> he said, I was drowning. And that's how sometimes anxiety feels. And the people that don't have to deal with it are like, well, why don't you ask for help? <laughs> and you're like if I could ask for help I wouldn't be drowning and so it's exactly the same if someone is swimming and they're flailing and calling for help they probably need help but they're not drowning yet because if they were drowning it's physically impossible to call for help they're using all their their strength to breathe and their arms cannot flail it's like they're physiologically stuck so when a person is drowning in anxiety that's exactly the same way they're if they have gotten quiet they're past that so if you have to deal with that you better be helping those people they need your help way, I mean, if, they, if you've let it go that far where they've gotten quiet, they need your help now. The, in a drowning situation, they say you have like 30 seconds to get to them before they drown. That's kind of the same way that when, uh, and I've been there, and, I've, and I know what it feels like, and Eugene's like, why didn't you ask for help? I said, you can't. You just want to hyperventilate and go and, I don't know, you just want to die. So you just don't even know what to do. It's just like normally a normal person knows exactly what to do, exactly what to help themselves. But when you're feeling that anxiety, you're done. You need help. And you know what? I've been in that spot. And you know what I've done? The only thing I can't do. As I can see, Jesus, help me. And it's not a big elaborate prayer, but he wants to heal us. He wants to be there. He said he's a very present help in time of need. He says that. And I don't have much time today, but you know what? I want to take you on a journey. And if you'll just bear with me a minute, this is how you get healed of anxiety. This is how you fight it at the moment. But guess what? You have to fight it. Because if you lay down and you drown, then you're done for. And if you've let yourself go that far, do cry out to Jesus. He's helped me every single time. You know how I know that? Because I'm up here standing. There's been lots of times in my 52 years that I thought I would never make it that I would die. God loves you. He wants to heal you of this. So if your past, if you can catch it, if you can catch it before and you do have the strength to stand, this is how it starts. You say, Lord, I thank you that your love quiets me, that your love quiets my anxiety, that you said in your word that you gave me a calm, well-balanced mind. That, that Father God, you lead me in your paths, and you take care of my worries, and you just start praising the Lord. That's why you have to commune with the Lord. You need to know what the Word says, because the Word of God is powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it says it even goes in and separates the soul from the spirit realm. And you know what? When you start speaking the word and and speaking what the word says about you that he gave me, Lord, you you know how many times I've said that. Lord, you said you gave me a calm, well-balanced mind. You said that. Thank you, Lord, that I have a calm, well-balanced mind. And thank you that you said you'd take care of the lilies, that you'd take care of the birds, and you said you'd take care of me. You said you'd provide all my needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. You said, Father God, that you'd take care of my kids. I thank you that you're working when I can't see you're working, that you're moving when I can't see it. I turn them over to you, Lord. You, they're yours. I thank you that you're taking care of him. I thank you that you're leading me and guiding me in this situation. Help me know exactly what to do. Help me to know exactly what to say. I mean, you just start communing with him. And as you do that, his presence comes. And you are changed. I don't know what else to say. You know, Dr. Caroline Leaf has all kinds of brain studies. And she has proven through science, that what comes out of your mouth changes the chemicals in your brain. And by the time you're done, the chemicals have done. So you can either choose to wallow in it and drown, or you can choose to gir- put your big girl panties on and say, I'm going to do this. It has been our honor to offer this message today. If you would like to partner with us as we continue to bring the Word of God, we would ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Victory Center with a financial donation. You may do so today via the online giving portal at victorycenter.org. Thank you.